Stone Cold, baby. <laughs> Episode 25, Suplex Biddies in the house. Brought to you by Coach High Sports. Go use the internet one time, please. Once, once and only once. Go check out everything that Couch Guy Sports is doing from daily blogs on the podcast on the network. Plethora of content that you want to... Um, God, words, Jones, words. Plenty of check content out. that you Yeah, there you go. Plenty of content you want to check out. Daily, weekly, monthly, however you want to check it out. Trust Minutely. me, you will not be disappointed. With us as always, the DJ... Diego Galvez coming off a fresh cut and a solid event last night. Yes, sir. I saw I saw that I saw everything. It looked it looked looked lit last night. Last night was packed. Place was absolutely packed. Great audience. Um, people were just in the mood to party, man. And that's that's exactly what you gotta do. Listen, that's all it's all you can do nowadays. Uh, and then my comrades for the weekend, we spent it in Chicago. That's right. We said it last week. Two of the three biddies went to All Out last night. We're talking about it again tonight, going over everything that happened. But first, before we do that, Suplex Biddies Podcast is brought to you by Exodica. Have you ever done a workout and feel like you need a massage after? Well, get a massage without leaving the house. Don't let pain and soreness slow you down. That's Exodica Revised Muscle. Boosts circulation and releases energy so you can recover faster and live better. Take it wherever you need it. Work, the gym, the trail, and put the power of percussion massage treatment in your hand. It's portable, adjustable, and boy, is that thing powerful. <clears throat> it's trusted by the pros. <clears throat> Excuse me. God, I need to gain back control of my body and achieve long-term pain relief for excellent. Get 10% <laughs> off with the code CGS10 at checkout. Comes with a charger and a carrying case. Go get your Exergon today and treat yourself to a massage at a moment's notice. Fellas, let's have a discussion because boy, oh boy, was boy, was oh was boy. that the pay per view of the year last night? Yes, yeah, that was, <laughs> was fucking incredible, man. Just being there and seeing everything uh, live and in person last night was was, was a dream. Um, I loved every second of it last last night. Uh, the crowd was amazing. Uh, yep. Chicago crowds definitely live up to the hype in person. Um, facts, facts. But let's dive into this card. Let's let's dive in with the dud. Like we won't even talk. The pre-show match is better than this dud. This was the quote-unquote bathroom break of the entire pay-per-view. And to be honest with you, it didn't even last long enough for people to go to the bathroom. Yeah, that was let's the worst talk. part. Paul White, QT Marshall, three minutes and ten seconds. That's how long it lasted. Could this have been avoided on pay-per-view? Yes and no. You need one match in there to space it out. Unfortunately, it wasn't until the very, very end. So it was uh, It was actually kind of funny seeing it in person because, you know, everybody was kind of seemingly waiting on this specific match to get up and use the restroom, et cetera, because you were hoping it'd be in the middle somewhere so you could get up, get a break, get a breather, food, get some merch, whatever it might have been. But uh, half of the arena got up to uh, seemingly use the restroom the second it got announced to be next. And... Uh, it seems that it was reported that the match was in there for the match could have been three minutes, 10 seconds, as you said, or it could have been 10. They assumed certain matches were going to go over. Some of the other ones might have underperformed. So that was in there to fill in the allotted time needed to get the pay-per-view over when they were hoping for and get that main event and all your big returns and pops and everything like that. It was, I don't, I don't even remember. I, I honestly cool. Big shows back. Paul White got a nice little win. QT is just another one of those just classic, like, douche heels. He does his role well. Good for them. They got a little – they got a co-main event spot. So, I guess that's pretty good. Well, what, what a fucking waste of a co-main event. <laughs> I mean, I understand that you needed something to – because literally you had from, from start to finish, besides that one match – in between CM Punk and Darby, Kenny and Christian Gage, you had an all-out fucking amazing card from top to bottom. Yep. That was the thing. Nobody wanted to leave their seat because they all these other matches, even even the women's Battle Royal, the Casino Battle Royal, which Battle Royals can be either good or bad. 
we know there was a very cool surprise and everyone was frigging glued to their seats. Like even all the people around us, I think the people in our row, maybe one person got up the entire time, like same as us just to be. So it was, uh, it just, you know, you put a stacked card together like that. You deliver on all the matches. People just sit there. Cause like, Oh my God, how can they fucking top that? And that's how I felt after the cage match, <laughs> but we could get into that. No, Diego, give me your, give me your thoughts on Paul White and QT Marshall. I mean, Pretty much what Hanuman just said. Very fun to see Paul uh, White back in the action. Uh, very cool to see him in, at AEW doing his own thing. QT um, Marshall as well did his own thing in the match. Um, overall, though, the match in itself and the context of it, eh, was okay. I, you know, if I was grading it from A to F, I'd probably give it a C minus, if anything. Um, maybe a D plus at best. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I mean, you know, it, 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 it added content to the card. And I mean, the card in itself was content driven, really, really great stuff for Central in Chicago. So I don't, I don't think there was a fan at all that, that minded that, that match at all to begin with. And why not? Why not just have it? So yeah. Another big name for your card. That's what it was. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. All right. Let's talk about the pre-show match. 10-man tag, best friends, Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Wheeler Yuta, and Jurassic Express with Marco Stunt, defeated the Hardy family office of Matt Hardy, Private Party, and the Hybrid 2. Um, thoughts, thoughts on that? To open Every, the show? Everything it needed to be. Got the crowd pumping, got the blood flowing. You got Orange Cassidy and Jungle Boy, two of the most over guys in the company. And then, obviously, the Hardy... Uh, squad who just plays their role well especially matt himself just a very good heel uh and it was uh it, it got our, the juices flowing everyone was getting hype and i think it was fine i'd give it like a c plus everything it needed to be yeah again i really don't have much to add to this one <laughs> I, I i'm like i'm like okay i'm literally saying everything i need to say too i i I don't know what else I can add. <laughs> so you, you you go first next time. <laughs> all right, all right, that's fair. No, I mean honestly, like like I pretty much agree basically with what you say. Though, like it, it was another okay match. It wasn't like like wow that 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 like really woke me up in the show. Like nah, it was it was an okay match. It's really mm-hmm. it. Um, I listen. I thought the spots some of the spots they had in that were pretty cool. Um, don't get me wrong. I think it was a great way to start the show, per se, in the buy-in. Um, we did also get the butcher returning yep. after the fact, so that definitely helps as well. Um, he got a big pop. He did. I was surprised by that because like it took people, me a minute to recognize what was going on because there was like this bald-headed, you know, librarian guy in the in the ring, and I was like, "What's going on there?" <laughs> and he, uh, yeah, he came back, re- reasserted his authority, and. Uh, now you got Monocle Boy back, so good news. Yeah, no, well, that's definitely um, something to look out for as well. Yeah. Uh, so let's move. Let's let's move back down. Start with the first match of the evening, which absolutely bang TNT Championship. Miro defeats Eddie Kingston. Um, going off what we had, what what are your what are your thoughts on this match as a whole? I'm leaving it to the DJ. Wow, the one time that I actually got a little sidetracked. <laughs> what match we're talking about? <laughs> uh, Miro and Eddie Kingston. Miro and Eddie Kingston. Okay. Miro and Eddie Kingston. Let me gather my thoughts here. Redeemed is nuts. <laughs> oh, they got they got redeemed, all right. <laughs> no, they they got redeemed. That's for sure. Um, I mean, we all know Miro defeated uh, Eddie Kingston via pin, uh, via pinfall to retain the title. Um. Honestly, I kind of liked Miro's uh, physicality here. He was he was relentless. Uh, however, I think it could have used a little bit more context there. Uh, it wasn't a disappointing match by any means, though. Like it, like again, if I was grading it from from A to to F, I'd probably give it a solid B, maybe A minus. Uh, I I do like that Miro was frustrated at times during the match. He showed emotion and all that stuff. So I appreciate that a lot. Um, however, overall, 
very, very, very good match. Actually, I think Eddie Kingston surprised me a little bit more than what I was expecting because I, I wasn't expecting him to to last through as much as he lasted of the physicality from, from Miro that he brought in. Uh, but yeah, no, overall, I, I was pleasantly surprised with this match. Yeah, speaking of... Uh, like, oh, go ahead. No, uh, so again, we just... It's it's weird to see how over guys are. Yeah, like Eddie Kingston's over. Like he's really over. Like I didn't think he was. Um, I didn't think he was like this over as a good guy. But when he, he came it. out, that crowd was erupting last night. I, I was I was shell shocked. Same. I knew he was over. Like like you said, it's like I didn't to the extent of which this man. Everyone they were screaming Eddie f- for ten minutes of like the eighteen minute match. Just saying, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. And he, we also were like, they kind of, it seemed like the whole crowd didn't necessarily know how the match was going to go. Cause at first, like, oh, this is going to last like 12 minutes. Miro beat him, blah, 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 blah. But then as it kept going, like, holy shit, it's still going. Oh, it's still going. Wow. Is this going to go to a draw? And then they just kind of kept you in there and draw them. And then it came to that quick end. And man, they were landing. It seemingly looked like they were landing some stiff ass shots. Cause they were like, like, was eating that. <laughs> like and again, you brought up a good point. Like, like literally, at first it was just pure physicality from Miro, nothing else. And I was just like, "This dude's not going to last this match at all. It's probably yeah. going to be another ten minutes, and this match is over." But then the jab trading and all that stuff, I was like, "Holy crap! These guys are really getting into it. Like, this is going to be a long match." <laughs> <laughs> and it was good. I, it's, yeah. it's it's interesting when you see guys that have seemingly like it's just like that brawler style of Kingston and the powerhouse of Rusev. And it's like, you always think of matches like, you know, the high flyer and the, and the muscle head. And they put on these crazy matches like a uh, Brock Lesnar and Brian or Brock Lesnar and AJ styles. And like the, I wasn't sure how these styles were going to like, you know, clash. And it was definitely more than I could have expected. And again, Eddie Kingston is fucking over. <laughs> that was, I know Jones and I, we, we looked at each other a couple times like you were hearing this. Like, like I was, I was, I was thinking that um, that it was like CM Punk came out at one point. It was, it was that loud. It was, it was really loud. So let's move on to the next match. Uh, John Moxley defeated uh, Satoshi Kojima in what was a fantastic match. But then, to the surprise of all, at the end, out comes Nuru Suzuki, who I'm gonna let Hanuman dive in and tell you exactly who, who this guy is. You got to Google it, but he's just one of those guys that comes over from New Japan. He's one of the older guys, and it seems that Moxley's seemingly just getting matches with all these legends of New Japan, which is great for him. And uh, Suzuki, they're, they're facing each other this Wednesday. Like, they had him come out at the pay-per-view. Everyone was like, is he, is he fucking here? And then slowly just walking out, and then the fucking pick the there was a picture that i saw in like a little video of him just seemingly getting to like almost out there but in the tunnel and just fucking smiling listening to the uh the crowd out there is a very cool sight but he is one of those just hardcore crazy dudes that just puts on you could compare him to like a cesaro or something like that always puts on good matches but you know he definitely him and moxley had a little feud before because everyone thought that they were kind of like similar and like they're kind of like you know deathmatch vibes and hardcore and just ruthless everything like that so they're revisiting that on american tv because that was all over uh new japan if i remember correctly so if you get the chance a lot of people around us didn't know who he was which you can you can understand uh because i heard people around saying like oh who's that guy who's this who's that and um check it out wednesday and see why that was such a big deal because if you're gonna get that match on a freaking dynamite i can only imagine what the next pay-per-view or whatever it is is going to be with moxley seemingly making his way through all the new japan guys so it was match very good lots of chops good spots a couple elbow drops to the kidneys and guts it was great and you know you got the first surprise of the night that's that's a big one i don't think anyone fucking saw that coming no definitely not diego I got to be honest with you. This was probably one of my favorite matches from start to finish. Um, absolutely love the fact that the, the very first thing that happens is Kojima just tries to be very gentleman-like, you know, give a handshake. And the very first thing that he's met with is the friendly middle finger from, from Moxley. And I say friendly as, you know, <laughs> obviously being sarcastic. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, 
great, great, great match. Very physical. Probably one of the most physical matches all night, in my perspective. Um, I, I love the amount of jabs that they that, that they exchange. The amount of moves made throughout throughout the whole entire match from both of them. They clearly showed their full um, display of talent in in the show. Um, I think Suzuki stepping in as well and uh, hitting. Hitting Moxley with the Gotch pod driver, I think. I believe you're right. Yes. I think that's the name of the move. Um, I think that was just that was just beautiful. I mean, Moxley was shocked before beyond shocked at seeing Suzuki come out. And I think that mm-hmm. um that, that story is gonna develop quite nicely uh onto the next episodes of of AEW. So I'm uh, overall I was pleasantly surprised with this match, pleasantly uh, entertained. I Again, probably A plus in my opinion. It's it's so rare you get to see these new Japan guys in the US. Mm-hmm. So it's just you just got to take it all in. It's just like seeing like a guy like Thunder Liger or Kojima, Suzuki. It's yeah. it's just it's so I'm very grateful as a fan. And Moxley and Moxley is super dynamic and making all those matches work. Like he he just he is natural at making sure that the matches are anything as physical, as driven as possible, whether he's in WWE or whether he's in AEW. Any match that he's always had in his career has always been an entertaining one. Just, there hasn't been a, a dud match that we've been like Ambrose Moxley. He could have done better. Like, right, right. what the hell is that? But right. uh, I mean, that, that that's just the character himself. He's a top guy for a reason, you know? Yep. And listen, AEW, what they do best is they have um, their top guys. They don't need to be in title feuds. They just keep giving them these cl- these good classic 1v1 matches, and they're they're showing outing. And this is a prime example of it right here, having them fight Kojima. I think my favorite moment of the match, Diego brought up the finger. I think what people don't realize about Kojima is when he does the chop, he does it, but he just goes – and he just keeps going and going and going and moves his head. I just thought that was one. That was probably one of my favorite moments of the night. Mm-hmm. It was just him just going. Well, on some of the chops <laughs> are fucking loud too, man. Like you could hear yeah. him up in the balcony where we were. Yeah, uh, but no, that was definitely a great match. Then we had the fact that this didn't go on longer than I thought it did. Um, Doctor Britt Baker. Retains against Chris Statlander. Um, this was from start to finish. This was just a good match. Chris Statlander, um, we're finally seeing what she can do um, with her missing time off. People have, you know, they took a step back. To like, I don't know, I don't know about her, but she since she's come back, she's been she's looked great. Uh, Britt Baker, she's on a whole different level. Yeah. And we saw Dude, the tease. Really we saw the tease of Adam Cole Baby. earlier when she hit the Panama Sunrise. On Chris Statlander, which was fucking incredible to see, dude. The way the way sorry, match itself was fantastic. You, what was the run time on Like fifteen? No, less than that. Less than that, really? It, 11, it, it, it felt like a sprint. Eleven thirty. Because they they came out guns blazing. They and, did. You know, like we were all saying, even our, our friend uh, Anthony, who had never been to an AEW show that was with us, was like, "Holy shit, I've never seen a more like overheel in the wrestling business in the show I've been to, and I don't even know how long." You know, she came out, everyone was all about it. Statlander got a good ovation, but the way they protected uh, Statlander was great. Like the way, you, like you were just talking about, the way they finished the match, they had the tease of the Adam Cole with the uh, the Panama Sunrise. Then she curb stomped him, and then her, she curb stomped her, and then, you know, submitted her and made her pass out. Like that's how you make someone look fucking good. Mm-hmm. Like three potential finishing signature maneuvers at all at once. And it's only the only reason the match stopped is because she was literally just out cold and unconscious. So another great booking for them. Definitely shorter than I thought, too, because I feel like maybe people we were just soaking in the uh, entrances. But it could be a combination of a lot of different things. Orange Cassidy with Statlander also is a very cool little dynamic. You know, there's a couple points in the match where she was kind of like uh, reeling on the outside, seemingly trying to catch her breath. And Orange Cassidy, you know, showing emotion, trying to hype her up, get it all going. He doesn't do that very often. So, you know. He starts going crazy. So the whole crowd starts going crazy because this dude's showing emotion when he just sits there and goes like this the whole time because that's just his gimmick. He's great. And uh, just another great title defense for Britt Baker. And then, as we know, a potential new challenger. It was another one. It, just, it was just so many good matches in a row. It, it hurt. 
if we're being honest. Yeah, so no, many. like I just <laughs> like for the fans that had a pee, you, you couldn't even like you didn't want to get up because you didn't want to miss it live in person because you did. You just didn't know who was going to show up. Yep, You so didn't know if us, there was going to be a surprise. So. Trust, trust me. It was just it was an unreal experience. Yeah. Diego. I mean, you guys have basically hit it all together. Uh, I think the only thing that I can add on here is this the overall show in itself, AEW, was the the event this weekend was supposed to be one of the best events in AEW history. And talk about building momentum for that. This match in itself just build that momentum all together. Uh, you know, obviously Chris Statlander comes out showing her physicality and whatnot. Uh, her strength and, and, and all that stuff. But Bray Baker is just uh, an, an undeniable talent. She's got so many moves, so many great maneuvers to uh, to bring to the table that at, at the end of the day, it's just if you are if you are able to stay toe-to-toe with somebody as physical as her, uh, you know, you're, you're golden to thrive in mm-hmm. this match. But if you're not, I mean, it, it is what it is. I think the series of kicks uh, to the face, to break the hole that Statlander had break uh, Baker at at one point definitely yep. did a lot of damage. Uh, I mean, Baker's just incredibly strong herself. Uh, and I think landing that lockjaw submission was also just a, a wonderful uh, man over. So uh, overall, great match, great momentum builder. Uh, I mean, Heinemann just said it himself, back to back to back to back matches that are that good. I mean, and when do you ever experience that these days? I mean, you know, WWE has like, okay, back-to-back good matches. They have back-to-back good matches and then back-to-back duds. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, another good match. And then it shows over, you know, but AEW this, this weekend just really hit it out of the ballpark. I mean, it's a well-run entity and uh, hence why they're, hence why they're thriving. Mm-hmm. I know. All right, so let's move on to I think what pro- probably was the match of the night. Oh, steel steel cage tag team match, Lucha Bros, Young Bucks. We finally have new world tag team champions, the Lucha Bros. Diego and I both predicted. Hunman yep. was all on the Bucks retaining. I'm so um, happy I was wrong. <laughs> Diego, I'm gonna start with you here because Hunman and I saw this live and in person. And how did it translate is what I want to know. Because, <laughs> <laughs> dude, even the Lucha Brothers entrance at the beginning was just fucking incredible. They had the guys come out and sing the theme songs. They had the guys dancing in the Penta and Ray Phoenix masks and get up and everything. And then they came out with uh, the headdress, the Lucha headre- headdresses, whatever, whatever, whatever it was. R- shades of like Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania when he wears all the crazy stuff. But, Dave, you got to tell me, what, what was it like? Uh, I mean... You guys know I'm a big <laughs> Lucha Brothers fan, so uh, I, I'm not sure if you guys want me speaking because I'll just sit here for the next 45 minutes and just go on and on and on and on. Please, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, I I said it last episode. I, I think these guys really are an immense talent and are often overlooked, especially when they are put against the wall with really good matches. I mean, the Young Bucks are it's a phenomenal match altogether them versus versus Lucha brothers. Um, but at the end of the day, the, these guys are just so creative with what they do um, that that's what makes them thrive. And, and, and this match, that creativity paid off a long way. Hence why they ended up defeating the young bucks and uh, winning the titles. Um, I love what Phoenix brought. I love um, um, what Penta Penta did just hitting the destroyer from the top rope, like I was just was like, so I was like, fuck yeah, you know, part of my French, everybody listening and watching. Uh, but you know, it's it, it, these guys, these guys to me, I just, like I said, a phenomenal talent shouldn't be denied. And uh, if you're not, if you're not on the bandwagon, uh, you know, bandwagon as, as a fan, then uh, you're doing it wrong. Hate to tell you, but you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Lucha Brothers. Hop on while you still can. <laughs> Yeah, uh, hop on while you still can. But at the Real moment, man, please. But at, at the at, at the moment, uh, the tickets are ninety nine percent sold out. Good luck, anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, I, I'm gonna be short and sweet here. Um, my thoughts on this match, just live and in person. Um, we had a long a long day beforehand, so I was getting a little, I get a little tired, right now. 
and this match just put me up on my feet and I was just ecstatic for this. This just spot after spot, you just never knew who was going to end up with the wing. And when it was all said and done, we saw what happened. The <laughs> from the from top of the cage, that was just I, spotty. Oh, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Dude, that destroyer from the top rope was fun. That it looked like his shins might have got just exploded that impact that that fucking bang and how high his legs bounced back up that destroyer was, was excellent dude, i was you. like ah. <laughs> i was I, I cringed a little bit but i was like holy shit that was fucking amazing and then that didn't win the match you know mm-hmm. and it's like what the fuck what do you, you think is gonna happen and it just kept going and it was like you said, they had they brought the shoe out with the thumbtacks on it. That was a cool spot. Yes. Had, uh, oh my god! Had, How did I forget that? You had Penta. I believe it was Penta going in front of his brother Ray and take the shot mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. And that's no. one of those brotherly no. building no, 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 moments. No. <laughs> <laughs> and the Bucks once again playing the heel card phenomenally. Uh, it was a, we were saying it before. You know, it seemed like their reign was coming to an end. They've beaten so many different people. Call back till so it was either two years ago, three years ago, that it was Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros on the pay-per-view. The I think it was the exact same pay-per-view. All out. I have to go back. But uh, full circle. New tag champs. They 100% deserved it. The fucking roof came off the place uh-huh. when when they won. And it was... That was, that was a, one of the best matches I've ever seen personally in my life. Uh-huh. Definitely the best cage match I've ever seen in person. I mean the build up the build up before that uh Penta hit the the destroyer. I mean that back and forth between Nick Jackson and Penta just kind of hitting um uh the pile drivers on the on the apron of the ring. Like I was like, oh my god, these guys are gonna murder each other. One of them is accidentally gonna drop the other one on the ground and somebody's gonna get seriously hurt. Yep. And then Penta just comes out of nowhere and huge destroyer. I'm like, holy Shit. Shit. <laughs> yeah. I was getting worried they were going to do one off the top of the cage with the way they had uh, the setup going, which I'm glad that didn't happen. But <laughs> Honestly, this match gave me huge vibes of the time when, uh, not to bring up WWE here, but totally fine. Kind of have to. The time when we saw Sasha Banks versus Paige wrestling, where, where Sasha made a maneuver and unfortunately it hurt Paige's back. Uh, the, the reason why Paige is now retired, basically. Uh, but it, it was just that level of physicality, that like yeah. level of like all sorts of nastiness just coming out from both teams. And I'm just like, I, I was actually more than nervous that somebody was going to get seriously hurt and ruin the rest of the match and be like, yeah. we have to suspend the match. Like I was just, I was like, holy crap. These guys are just like, like literally on a personal level at this point. My favorite sequence of that whole match outside of the top rope destroyer had to be toward the end of the match when they were all standing up super groggy, groggy and wobbly. And they just, they were doing like a chop circle. They were each chopping each other. Mm-hmm. Then it evolved into super kicks. And then it kept evolving and evolving and evolving. And then it was like one Jackson left standing. And then Ray Phoenix did a quick kip up and a super kick. And it was just, it was just one of the, I can't even explain. If you get the chance and this is one of those matches that goes on iTunes for $2.99. Fucking, <laughs> fucking buy it. <laughs> Just check it out. Do yourself a favor. For me, it's still the match of that entire pay-per-view. This is one of those, this is one of those where you just save the clip from YouTube and just watch it over and over again. Like, I, I think you we, just have to. We had so many people texting and saying, dude, I fucking love wrestling. And mm-hmm. it was just because of the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks. Yeah. And yep. uh uh, a fitting end to the Young Bucks uh, championship reign. Interesting to see what happens next. Because the other thing, too, that we are a bit out of the blue on is when you don't hear the commentary and how they're potentially stirring up the future storylines and everything like that. So we're not quite sure because we saw Don Callis standing at the top of the ramp. Uh, looking back, it was either at the Lucha Bros or like in disappointment at the match. Was he disappointed in the Bucks? Was he mad about, you know, the Lucha Bros? Somebody so- questioned! Exactly. So I'm very, very intrigued. And that match was fucking incredible. All right. Let's move on. Women's Casino Battle Royale. Winner gets a future AEW Women's title match. We got the debut of Ruby Soho. What a debut. Um, The crowd knew it was coming. And they were were letting her hear it. How fucking happy they were. Seriously. Um, But basically, I'm looking at... 
last week, I had Ty Conti, but I also said if Ruby Soho was in it, that, that she would win it. But I picked Conti, so I left that alone. Diego had Thunder Rosa, who well, was since, in the final. Since no one uh, – fuck, really? What? Oh, I, I don't, my thing just froze for a second. You good? I thought I, thought I was going to get disconnected. <laughs> <laughs> it says my internet connection is unstable, so we'll see what happens. Uh, just like your love life. Let's go. Hey. What did Mosley <laughs> take over? So all of our Wi-Fi got moved into a cabinet by my roommate, and it, I think it gets very hot, and it's probably uh, freaking out at the moment. So we'll see. It's probably on goes. fire because you're you're using it too much. But probably. we'll digress. Um. I was, I was so I'm, close I'm, with the whole Thunder Rosa take. I really thought were. she was going to take you it. Were. I was like, oh, my God. I, I, I was like, can, I was, I, can I just say one thing I was disappointed in? The treatment of the former AEW world champions, excluding Nyla Rose, Rio and Sheeta, just, I don't know what, they need tag titles or something because they deserve so much better. Like, the, Rio, the ovation Sheeta and Rio got, very big, very large. And then Rio got dumped out of the ring in, like, 45 seconds probably less <laughs> i was i was very i was very upset but uh, uh yeah miss miss it i know uh, my friend my friend anthony was also very upset rio was the seventh eliminated yeah which and she was the second group i believe third yeah, yeah so that tells you something it was the third one so there's 15 people in the match she was still the seventh one eliminated one two carry the one um yeah no you're right um but if I had to say one thing, you know, negative, a little bit of that, but it would it would be that. <laughs> but no, I mean, listen, it was great. It was great for Ruby Soho. Um, definitely, her her and Britt Baker is gonna be a, a fun a fun little rivalry. Agreed. Um, but no, I, I I don't really have much else to say. I think this was one of those ones where you just knew it was coming, so it wasn't like that big of a surprise to me. Can we just also talk about how huge that pop was that Soho got? Oh yeah, I mean Dude. that was just wild. This is this is a person that is gonna inject a lot of energy and life and motivation mm-hmm. into a very good and developing women's division for AEW. Like this is facts. This is probably like the Patriots three years back if they if they had Tom Brady and they uh, they still. Antonio Brown wasn't alleged with anything, and they added Julio Jones like that. That's just how good of an addition that yeah. is. I guess, yeah, definitely good analogy there. But agreed. Yeah, no, agreed. All right, let's get into the good stuff. Let's get into what I thought was. <laughs> what the do last... you mean? <laughs> I was exhausted after this. Let's let's get the into what stuff. I thought. Let's get into what I thought was Chris Jericho's last match. Yep. Oh, uh, what yeah. a what a what a play by AEW. Have Chris Jericho's foot go on the rope, have Aubrey Edwards call it, have the other ref come in and say, Mm-mm, his foot's on the rope. Look at the tape. Well, it's cool. Restarted so the only, the, reason, the only reason there was another referee, too, is because MJF called for his backup. So it's mm-hmm. like he got his comeuppance again. So it's, it's one of those things where, you know, your actions have repercussions. So it's nice to see. Carry yeah. on. Yeah, no, so, so consequences, just, young man. <laughs> So just based off of that, I'm looking and um, what's next? Because listen, the entrance by MJF. I was, was, I was just gonna the, say that that was, was the, funny the shit. best heel so move <laughs> I have seen this year. What other Dude. heel does that? That was Not. the funniest shit I've ever seen. Him spoofing up the the Y2J entrance. That is just. <laughs> That was gold. I was like, I don't That's even need to watch level. this match. I was like, Dude. I don't even need to watch this match. And all then the people, I all definitely the people missed around. one of the best matches of the night. All the people around us were like, holy shit, what a throwback. Y2J. And then it was just MJF. And they were like, fuck. <laughs> so they swerved everybody. <laughs> they, they, really, they really thought they were in... getting a combination of the Edge old entrance versus the new one that he did yeah, we exactly. at SummerSlam. We, we were in such a, um, a very centric... Uh, Chris Jericho group that I had to contain myself from sitting down from MJF's performance by that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is just next level greatness. Um, Low key. But, they kind of, we kind of fucked up Judas as a crowd. Not going to lie. Well, not for nothing. They, 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 they didn't tell us when the start thing. 
Well, they started, they had them, they had someone playing the electric guitar and you could kind of hear it coming in. So you wanted, wasn't sure if it was going to kick in itself, like with like how they do it with Bogues and Nakamura, where it kind of like the theme kicks in a little bit after the solo. But then like after a little bit, people caught on and kind of sang it, but it was like, I was a little disappointed by in all of us, myself included, but it was so cool seeing it live and singing it live. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a minute. I, I will say this. I'm going to blame the girl that was three seats over from me because she was <laughs> fucking up every chant possible. Yeah, she was rough. Y2J! Let's go, Jericho! Let's go, Jericho! Jungle Too many boy. syllables! Too many Jungle syllables! Boy. Jungle boy! Jungle boy! Jungle <laughs> boy! Literally how she was, too, the entire, the entire time. She had a good time. That's what matters. But well, I, again, I, I didn't because she ruined it because she made me fuck up Judas. I'm interested in what you're saying for like what's next. Uh, the the kind of swerve with the false finish and the ref being out there with the foot on the rope. Very cool. Jericho gets to keep going. Inner Circle came out at the end to celebrate. And uh, it is interesting to see what they do next because even like the rest of the pinnacle too because FTR's future's kind of uncertain. Given, uh, you know, someone's hand is meant to be a little bit beyond repair, unfortunately. And uh, I haven't necessarily seen Sean Spears in a while. I know he was, I think he's been on Dynamite a couple times, but it'll be interesting I, to see uh, where they go the, from there. What the Pinnacle does. Remember, they yeah. were supposed to be this big faction. They haven't done anything. I will say, all right, so we can go a little negative. It seems like they've kind of dropped it, the ball a little bit on the Pinnacle, and it ended up just kind of going from these two group things to just mjf and jericho which i mean they had blood and guts so i guess it makes sense and stadium stampede if i'm not mistaken so i guess they, they got their run but we'll, we'll been, see it would have been nice to see mjf lead the fashion a little bit better yeah agreed i, I want to see who i don't i don't know who either either of them are going to mix it up with next i genuinely don't know how to predict that because there's so many new freaking names it could be anybody i hope we get a uh uh chris jericho versus a name to be later debut from later on in the night we'll, we'll talk about it i'm interested all right uh diego any thoughts on um mjf and chris jericho no other than what we've already talked about no nothing else i think the overall match in itself okay it was it was okay it wasn't yeah. it wasn't brutal and it wasn't right. it wasn't like wow what a match i think I think the dynamic of it was building up to be, you know, quite the match, but in itself, the, um, I think both of them kind of on that deliver in that aspect. Um, so if okay. anything, if anything, I think it's a, maybe a B at best of a match. Maybe. Yeah, it was solid. It, was, it wasn't like some technical five-star masterclass or anything like that, Yeah, but it, again, it filled its role. You got Jericho yeah. facing his demons and beating MJF. And it is tough because I was kind of with Jones where I kind of was not, I don't want to say hoping because I don't want Chris Jericho to stop wrestling anytime ever, but you know, it'll happen eventually. Uh, but you know, MJF seemingly gets these big, big moments. And then when that big, big match comes, he happens to lose a bit. So, you know, he has a win over Jericho after the labors and everything like that. So I just wonder what they're going to do next because I don't know, every, every like, big, big pay-per-view situation, it seems like he, he might be just coming up just a little short. So we'll mm. see how that goes. I will say the best part of that match was really just the girl sitting in front of you guys. It's just me messing up the uh, the chance. That's the best. Jones, Jones loved her. <laughs> <laughs> Erica did a great job. Proud of her. Great job. Keep it up. Chantel did a horrendous job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. The co-main event. Yes, I'm calling it the co-main event. I don't care yeah. what anybody said. It's fine. CM Punk defeated Darby Allen. Boy, did one we have, one. Boy, did we have a fan that loved CM Punk in our row. <laughs> he legit cried when CM Punk pinned him. Dude, if like you he have, was legit bawling yeah, his eyes out. He's bawling his eyes out. He actually asked us early on, too. He had like a CM Punk sign drawn up. So he asked us to like help him hold it and everything like that. And I, you know, I don't want to be an asshole and say no. And then this dude's fight. This dude legit was so emotional that he ripped his sign with a single hand when he was holding it up. Like, Diego, listen to me here. Like, all right, so you have this guy was holding up a sign, right? You got to look at me. Okay. Just look at me. <laughs> and it was one of, one of the letters. He had it in one hand. And I swear on my life, 
he clawed it and gripped it so hard his hand went through the poster board without holding up the other one <laughs> and he was just intense and he was just loving every moment of it but like <laughs> that passion uh given by a singular fan around the arena that you probably imagine there was probably a few more and this dude was chanting fuck you darby fuck you darby and just getting rip shit anytime darby even like looked up or was alive just because he loves cm punk so much <laughs> but i just the, the gripping of the sign where it's seemingly like he wasn't holding the other one he's somehow his momentum he fucking wolverined his entire sign and put his hand through it <laughs> i was at a loss i was at a loss words yeah I, I, it was it was incredible <laughs> but no listen that crowd when it, CM Punk's music hit, probably yeah. the loudest crowd I've ever seen. There were 10,000 people in there. Yeah. So, by the way, bone to pick with you, motherfucker, that said that AEW would never sell out the crowd. You know who you are, Dave Meltzer. I know you listen to this. I know you're <laughs> going to say something. I was going to say, you're definitely not talking to I, me because I didn't. I know, I know where I you know, get your content, Dave. I know where you listen, and it's on this. I have the anchor receipts. Don't tempt me. He has oh, admitted AEW. he was wrong. AEW won't sell out 10,000 plus arena. Guess what? They fucking did. And CM Punk <laughs> made every single one of them sing the cult of personality. Fuck you, Dave Meltzer. If you don't give that steel cage match a five stars because it wasn't in the goddamn Tokyo Dome, I'm coming to you, Dave. I'm I'll actually be mad. I wouldn't be fight, mad if that was I'm gonna the case. Fight, I'm going to fight Dave Meltzer. I will say, you know, the only thing that I will say about this match was, at first, it wasn't delivering much content, but it was, you know, the the saying is extremely correct, and it's, you know, coffees for closers. CM Punk definitely had a cup or two here, and, uh, and definitely delivered, because down the stretch, this match was just phenomenal. A lot of exciting near pinfalls. Uh, CM Punk showed that he still got it. Like it was just incredible. I think the the entrance in itself built up for it to be a really really great match by both because both of them had electric entrances. Um, I think the content of it the, of the match wasn't exciting, but again, just down that stretch, just all those reverse near falls and reversing the GTS. Like I I have rarely seen somebody reverse the GTS on CM Punk, which uh, just made me think that this match was gonna be a lot longer than expected. Uh, but overall, I, I I can't say that CM Punk doesn't have it because the dude, the dude's got it. The dude's got yeah. it in a lock. Mm-hmm. Very good ring psychology. There is one of those ones where you even think back to Cesaro Roman or Edge Roman from their WWE's past pay per views, where it's like that slow build up. And then, you know, they slowly start hitting bigger moves, bigger moves, bigger moves. And then it climaxes. You get your winner, everything like that. One thing that I did not see when we were there, because, again, we were so far up the balcony. Uh, Darby, when he was doing his entrance, when he kneeled down with the skateboard, he held it up and there was a painting on it. It had a, uh, a CM Punk and then a line and then a Darby face like Terminator type thing. And it was one of the coolest designs I've ever fucking seen. And, you know, of course, we couldn't see it because we're, you know, however the fuck far away we were. But that was just another little thing that he's just all in with, uh, you know, the gimmick. And if they put that fucking skateboard on the shop, there's probably sell fucking thousands of them. (laughs) (laughs) It's just such a simple idea. But uh, it was cool that Sting left him be and uh, let Darby go out there on his own. Uh, Sting came out at the end, offered Punk, you know, the handshake and then Punk shook with darby one of the funny things i saw on instagram when we got back when we were just kind of uh unwinding and trying to calm down was um aj mendez aka cm punk's wife posted a video of uh punk like kind of like crouched over darby at the end of the match and he was like checking on him and everything and the caption just said now kiss so that was oh yeah good. now kiss yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh she was hilarious with that i was like that was fucking awesome and uh the match was cool punk being back was awesome entrance was awesome and uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see where he's going to go from there because now he can call himself the best in the world again. And he seems to want to be the guy that wants to work with like the younger talent, maybe a title reign. Yeah. We'll see. He's the big yeah. fucking name. So he can, they can do whatever the fuck they want. They can make a yeah. CM Punk championship and he can make it work. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. So we'll see where he goes from there. And he's supposed to be on Dynamite this week. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what's next. That could be MJF's next few. Yeah, Just and- imagine the fucking verbal altercations in that one. 
And and side note, if you are a wrestling fan, you love funny content and all shit. If you're not following AJ Menendez, you're doing it absolutely wrong because that is probably yeah. like the funniest social media page there is in this entire so world. Funny. She's got <laughs> she's got some hilarious things that I'm just like that they're, they're short, but they deliver excellence all throughout. Now kiss. It's like, it's exactly now what kiss. I was, I was just like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> what about you, Jones? What do you, what do you think, man? Ah, uh, listen. I thought that they they did a great job. I wish they got a little bit more time, but again, CM Punk first match in seven years. Gotta give him a little, gotta give him a little time to get the ring rust off. What's next for both of them, too? Like, there's so many like what ifs for what this card in November could look like. like I, I have no idea. I, I, I will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hannah, don't you start? I will bring that back. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I listen. The first time CM Punk hit him with the go to sleep, Darby looked like he got shot out of the cannon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He it, 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 it was just it was it was just it was just very good. So I gave that I give that a four out of five. It was it was a solid match. Um obviously Darby doing the go to sleep, trying to do the coffin drop, and then fucking uh you literally see CM Punk just sit up. <laughs> Top five like, moment of the uh, show. Yeah. Change <laughs> of the Undertaker. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Very good. Yep. But other, other than that, no, I, I'm I'm excited to see what's next for both CM Punk and Darby. But let's move into the main event. Um, Kenny Omega and Christian Cage. Mm-hmm. Omega retains uh, after the match. The Elite come out via via a top rope one winged angel. Mind you, let's just mention that. I don't think he's whipped that out yet in AEW, so that was pretty fucking cool. So after after he pinned Christian Cage, <laughs> yes, the Elite come out, celebrate, attack Christian Cage. Out comes Jurassic Express. They get beat down, and Kenny gives a spiel. All of a sudden, the lights go dark. And who is it? Is it Brian Danielson? <laughs> nope, it's Mother Fucking Adam Cole, baby. baby. And you're thinking, we all remember what they did to Adam Cole. Is he getting his revenge? They killed him on BT. They fucking killed him. Not a chance. He <laughs> super kicks Jungle Boy in the face, gets a hug from uh, the box. Box well, kiss him well, on the cheek. Well, kiss on the cheek. Box kiss him on the cheek. And he does his spiel. And all of a sudden, you hear Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danson's music, excuse me. Um, and the double swerve debut commenced. Fellas. Talk to me. What 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 were thoughts that that happened? <laughs> that pop Danielson got. Oh my god! Yeah, it was electric. Like I think the last time I heard a pop that good was when John Cena came back to WWE, and yep. that's a big maybe. Um, Danielson just really drove that crowd off the walls. I mean, I, I think the roof came off of that arena easily. There was mm-hmm. there was no question that. And he did come out to a variation of the final countdown, which is what we were wondering mm-hmm. what he would do music wise. So that was cool. And the Adam Cole swear was pretty cool because based on how they, if I remember correctly, the Bullet Club like kicked him out of the Bullet Club, like when he was in New Japan, when he was going to WWE. So mm-hmm. like they actually beat him down and said, good riddance, see you later, bye. And uh, Kenny Omega saying, you know, I don't think anyone in this industry can beat me unless they're in this ring or they're already dead. You know, and that was your your hook because they jokingly killed him on their YouTube show, being the elite. So he came out. Everyone goes wild. He joins the elite camp. He's like, what the fuck you think I was so worried about? That's one of my best friends. And then everyone thinks you're going to go home and you got it. You already got Adam Cole. So cool. Cool. You know, and then, well, you know, fucking Brian Danielson pops out and you even like the one thing I did, like I want to mention earlier, too, with even like Moxley and Suzuki. When they come out, instead of actually facing off, I like that they kind of trade blows a little bit. Because, like, Suzuki and him were exchanging forearms and things like that. Suzuki hit his pile driver. Same with this one. Danielson got in the ring. There was a bit of a little brawl. They cleared him out. Then they stood tall. And uh, it, it is cool seeing them get physical right away rather than just, like, standing there and looking menacingly like a Brock Lesnar does and things like that. But, you know, makes sense. Uh, it was – seeing the double debut, we, we, we talked about it. We were – Hopeful, we wouldn't think it would actually happen, but this is twice now we've seen Adam Cole make his debut for a new promotion in uh, the last four years. So, it's, shout out uh, my friend Eric Hoover, who's over two on those. 
<laughs> he could have been on both those trips, you know? And um, I am very excited to see, because if you had Adam Cole just join the elite like that, I don't, I don't know what you're going to get next. Cause he's just like, if he's just going to pop in and play, I don't want to say second in command or whatever it is, or just two boys <laughs> with Kenny. And it's second command leading to a so, power struggle. Yeah. Mm. Plenty of options, plenty of options. And we were saying, you know, maybe we'll even see Cole versus Hangman, which would be. Um, maybe we'll see Cole versus Brian Daniels. So many different things. That's that. Well, that's yeah. That's what I, I want to see. Cole so versus many, Punk. There's so many different angles that they can go here. Uh, I'm curious to see what they have next. But all in all, what are we giving this pay per view as a whole? I'm giving it a ten. I think it was perfect. Match quality, everything. I, um, I mean, I think it was close to perfect. I think there were a couple of matches that could have been um, improved. Um, for me personally, I eight and a half to nine out of ten. Personally, I'm going nine point six nine because fuck QT Marshall, <laughs> <laughs> fucking squid. Like um, <laughs> he luckily that was on the card, so I got to go pee. So that's I didn't even see it, so it doesn't affect me. That's why I'm giving it a 10. You know, fuck that 9.69 just because <laughs> baby. We'll even do 9.6969. All right. Now we got some rumors. We're speculating. Uh, so mm-hmm. before Monday Night Raw tonight, uh, there were rumors that Vince McMahon was not at the show, which is exciting as all hell. That dude yeah. just needs to just needs to sleep it off at his nerds at home. Shut the fuck up. Take your night pill and just chill out. Stop, this, stop staying up watching whatever stupid mediocre thing you were watching back in 1930 when when golden you, era. Yeah, when when you turned 20. Like you're geriatric as fuck. Just just get your sleep, asshole. Get your this sleep. be the best Monday Night Raw that we've ever seen. Well, so Vince McMahon very years. well might be. Vince very well missed, might be. He, he has missed some Raws in the last year or two for whatever reason. Uh, it is interesting seeing the timing for this one that he's missing because of the show last night. And a lot of people in the crowd when we were leaving were talking about, well, how the fuck are they going to re- you know, rebuttal or what are they going to do to try to capitalize? I think they're just going to keep doing what they're doing because they don't fucking care. But uh, I'm there's a small part of me that hopes uh, Vince McMahon's over at Adam Cole's house with a boombox wishing him to come <laughs> back. <laughs> and that's, that's why he's not here. Because allegedly the, the deal with Adam Cole is just a handshake deal. You can come back. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll be interested to see if they pop up with anything else. Wait but, till uh, Jericho gets his best friend, Kevin Owens. <laughs> I, oh, my I God. Think, I, I can't. I can't. Oh, I, can we actually just mention the promo that Danielson did after the show? I don't yeah. know if AEW posted it on their YouTube video or the YouTube oh. channel or anything. But so, Diego, in case you hadn't read the report or if you hadn't heard the summary, uh, they had Danielson cut a promo, give us his three reasons for him joining AEW. One okay. first thing he said was, you know, he loved where he worked before, which was met with a chorus of booze, as you can imagine. Uh, second one was because like of the guys in the locker room. And then thirdly was because he was a wrestler and that's why he wanted to be there. And he wants to be just wrestling. And he said, you know, he ended his promo with saying like, let's fucking go, which was kind of cool seeing, you know, Brian, Brian drop an F-bomb. Uh, but he want, he made a point to say, you know, make sure you don't forget the originals of AEW. Like all of these names coming in is awesome. But these guys are the reason that we're coming in and why we want to be here and we want to give it a try and see what we can do because of the foundation they built. And honestly, I'm kind of I'm kind of shocked that he just kind of kept it so professional about WWE, uh, considering just how emotional of a person he is and, and and as a wrestler, like his passion for that for the sport in itself is undeniably one of the top passions in all of yep. wrestling in the world. Yep. And for him to be so professional about just being like. You know, I happened to left where I was before and just left it at that. Like, not barraging WWE, not saying anything about the locker room or the atmosphere around it or mm-hmm. how it was managed. I, I'm really shocked. It just it just goes to tell you how professionally this guy has developed over his career and yeah. what the career means for him more than anything else. Right. Consummate professional, Brian Danielson, always. I, I'm I'm shocked. I'm really yeah. shocked because it was I, it was refreshing because you know Punk's come back and a lot of his promos have been shade at you know WWE and things yeah. like that. Even even when Adam Cole came out, he did a little jab at saying like you know there is no chance in hell 
that I wasn't going to team up with my friends again, you know, taking the Vince McMahon slogan and everything like that. That always gets a pop from the crowd, but it is nice to see someone actually say, hey, like, I really loved where I was before, but it was time for something new. Yeah. You know, so I, I definitely love that. And then Finn, Finn versus Roman, there might be the demon. <laughs> oh, I it. can't wait for that match. I can't <laughs> wait for that. So can I say why I, I, I hate, I, I hate the idea right now for Finn and Roman. Yeah. Yeah. Go wrap. Let's wrap it up there. Demon Finn coming back just to lose to Roman Reigns. There's no point of it. The yep. only reason that they'll do it is to draw the ratings um, for extreme rules, but it's just dumb and it's going to look idiotic when, Roman Reigns wipes the floor with the with the demon. Yeah, which is supposed to be one of the most protected personas in wrestling. If they fucked up the fiend. Just imagine how bad they're gonna fuck up demon. Imagine how much they'll abuse the demon king too. It's like, can uh, I say I have a funny feeling about that though? Sure. You think he's gonna win? I I feel like there's a spinner rule in the story here, and I think Balor could win it. Because then why why in all hell have they been dodging that match for so long? Like the match has just been dodged left and right, and center and up and down. It's just been like it, it. It's just been a continuation of excuse after excuse after excuse for them not to not to finally get the match going. Knowing, just seeing the amount of mistakes that Roman has been making lately in the ring, and really just not as focused as he is, and how yeah. how hype up and energy Balor has been all along since he's come back to the main roster. I, I feel like one of those mistakes is going to be lethal enough for Roman to lose his title. And that's where the spinner room may come across. Like, I'm with you, Jones. I hope they just don't kill the gimmick, you know, because that's it's one of those very special things they still have left in their uh, bag of Arsenal. tricks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's hope that it's for a reason. And they, I mean, they, they advertise the lighting. So they did, the, they did like a, a tease of the lighting at the end, right? With like a heartbeat and like the dark light at the end of SmackDown, yep. right? Yep. And uh, they have all that leading to seemingly extreme rules being Finn versus Roman, Demon King. Uh, but they also just announced Brock Lesnar is going to be on SmackDown on Friday. So it's like, are you going to now put the Demon King on the back burner for Brock Lesnar? Like, it's, 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 it's going to be interesting to, see, interesting to see how they do it. Uh, but if Finn was the one to win, and maybe even if Brock like cost him the match, and they had their match in Saudi, cool. But uh, yeah, we will we will see how that one plays out. I'm I'm hopeful that they do something, but it is it's just so tough to top what AEW has been doing. And it's you try to remain hopeful, you try to become a you know stay a loyal fan and everything like that. But then you get shows like last night, and then you're we'll see what Raw has tonight. And you know they advertise three matches. We'll see if any of them even happen. Just like last Monday, they advertised three fucking matches. None of them took place. So mm-hmm. it'll be very interesting to see what's coming next for them because they, uh, they they might have a little bit of work to do because the uh, the momentum's absolutely in AEW's court, especially with the you know Bray Wyatt seemingly uh, debuting right around Halloween for them. Oh, that's gonna on- be. That's got to be freaking bananas. I, unless there's some weird, crazy string of releases again, I think he's that last big name they're going to bring in and hopefully calm the fuck down. Because, again, like we keep saying, there's all these open-ended things. You don't know what's going to happen next, who's going to feud with who. So we will see how they can keep mixing in all these freaking people. All right. I'm, ex- I'm uh, excited. Any any final thoughts before we conclude this erotic episode 25? I want to go back to Minnesota. Where, where do we go, Chicago? <laughs> I want to go back to the Midwest. I what? think demon. I, 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 I think I need to, man. I'm exhausted. I eat. I, I really think the next thing to happen at AEW is Demon Kane turns heel on WWE. Think so? <laughs> that old mayor ass motherfucker. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the mayor of Knox County turning right, heel. It's right, coming to a pay per view near you. I'm, I'm ending the episode there. Nope, I'm not. I'm, I don't want Kane is not going to be a part of anything that has to do with wrestling right now. He's the mayor of a goddamn town, Diego. All right, all of us here. Super. He's wanted to kick someone's ass. So shut well. the fuck up and let me do the outro. <laughs> From all of us here at Suplex Base, make sure to use Couch Guy Sports one time. From all of us here at Suplex Base, uh, sorry. <laughs> okay, get it, Diego. <laughs> From all of us here at Suplex Biddies, we thank you for your, what were you going to say, Jones, patronage? 
do the outro yourself. Do it. Bye. Oh, Chicago was fun. It was great. It was great. Don't get me wrong. So, oh, this is excellent. I think he's going to come back and do something funny or should we wrap it up? I'm waiting for him to like crossbody the laptop or the tablet. What's going on? I'm just, I'm just waiting for the guy to just do a frog splash on his bed. <laughs> you just see it come in. <laughs> oh, God. What a segment. We'll, we'll wrap it up. I think he's mad. Rob is here at Suplex Biddies. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back soon with more and more content and happiness with the graphs. Make sure that you check out couchguysports.com. Check out all the podcasts. And as always, follow us at Suplex Biddies on Twitter, Spotify, YouTube, everywhere else. Thank you. Have a great rest of your week, people. Adieu.